the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, Louisiana, and New York. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10, and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Ross are brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Ross are brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, February 14th, Valentine's Day and post-NFL season. It's our time to shine in the NBA, so I welcome all the new listeners who haven't been caught up in the NBA, but we have you covered here on the NBA Gambling Podcast and joining me the stoop superstar of the show, my main man, my esteemed co-host and colleague, Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, how you feeling this Monday evening, brother? Oh, I'm feeling great. If you are just now joining us, then let's go ahead and read you the ground rules so we can kind of just show you how these things work and some of these just auto. So you just auto bet the Cleveland Cavs first half. <laughs> just go ahead and auto bet. The Jazz getting a double-digit spread. <laughs> the opposite team. And yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the opposite team. So yeah. the op- auto bet the underdog whenever yeah. the Jazz get a double-digit spread. I don't care what what is going on. There's just nothing else I need to see about this this trend right here. And fuck the Celtics. <laughs> oh God, Terrell, they we were off eight wins in a row, man. But um, yeah, they we'll, have. we'll get actually, into that. That Hawks game was pretty good. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure nobody was, other than maybe the NBA Slack channel on SGPN, was keeping track of NBA all weekend with the hype of the Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, that was a pretty good game yesterday between the Atlanta Hawks and the Boston Celtics. But before we get into the NBA action, how was your uh, Super Bowl betting go? How did you come out in the green, or how did it go? I think I came out about even. It was. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm degenerate, so I bet on a lot of weird st- stuff and a lot of stuff that didn't even have to do with the game. Uh-huh. The freaking uh, <laughs> game-winning Gatorade was freaking blue, man. What'd you have? Uh, it's, it was, I put clear. Oh, okay. I it was going to be clear. Yeah. I was I was feeling – I don't know why, but leading up the whole way, I was feeling clear vibes. Everybody was on orange. Everybody was on orange. It was way too easy. And yeah. ultimately, I did think the Rams were going to win the game. So mm-hmm. I was like, uh-huh, they're probably not doing orange. That would be an ultimate troll job if they did orange. <laughs> but there was uh, – there's plenty of stuff. If you bet on Snoop Dogg to smoke weed on stage, you have a slight claim to getting some money because – 
there is a video of him yeah. smoking and he is on the stage. The performance might not have started yet, but he is on the stage when he does it. So you you might have a claim to some money there, but there was a lot of fun, fun prop bets over the weekend that I dabbled in. Yeah, I think the, initially when that one came out, I think you had messaged me and you said, why are we not pounding the yes on this? I think it was that plus money. It was like uh, plus 290. It was yeah. wild. And I'm like, there's no way <laughs> we have to hammer. We have to hammer yes. And so I think people, if you bet that for real, you have a little bit of claim to some money there. Yeah, if you bet that prop, tweet us and uh, let us know if you uh, if your books or wherever you bet that prop uh, actually cash for you guys. I'll be interested to know. But uh, yeah, I mean, I had a pretty great weekend as well. I, I did take the Rams money line, had to lay the juice a little bit, but I also did uh, pick them up in game as well when they were underdogs, uh, when they were, I think it was entering that late third quarter or entering the fourth quarter where they were uh, down by four points. But uh, props did well as well. Um, but yeah, it was overall great NFL season as well. And, you know, congratulations to obviously the Los Angeles Rams on winning the Lombardi trophy. But we are here for the NBA. And oh my Go gosh. Ahead. Oh my gosh. I pray to, I just pray that Eli Apple, <laughs> that he deleted, not delete, just delete the whole app, delete the entire app because there's no way. That is, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Literally, I have been dying all morning, all day, because I've been through a whole day. So I've been seeing this for over the course of well over, what is this, 12 hours or so? Yeah. All day. All day. Oh my gosh. They are crucifying that man. (laughs) And it's like people, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, I didn't know he had that much beef with people. Like the league is, I can't remember the last time the league crucified somebody. Is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I saw tweets from uh, Michael Thomas of the Saints. I saw it from Michael Hardman, um, Rashad Bateman, Rashad Bateman, Hollywood, Lamar, Lamar. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Tyreek Hill. Yeah, like, Tyreek. Yeah, the, right. li- the long list. The long list of people that are actually tweeting this. <laughs> it's really, really bad. It's really, really bad. They are on his head. It's crazy. Yeah, saw that. It was uh, right after the game, too. Oh, God, yeah, that was pretty bad. He just needs to go to an island and just live under a rock after what happened yesterday. But, um, yeah, great, great NFL season. Um, we'll be without NFL for or regular season. But we do have the USFL. If you guys are um, needing that football, we do have a US, USFL gambling podcast. So make sure to subscribe to those guys as well. But, Terrell, we're here for the NBA, man. We've been crushing it this season, so hopefully we welcome all the new listeners that are now diving into the NBA. Welcome aboard to the NBA Gambling Podcast. And, of course, all the uh, loyal listeners that we've had all throughout the season. Appreciate you guys. Going to continue crushing until we get to the end of the season and then the playoffs, obviously. But um, I think... Maybe not a lot of people were paying attention to the NBA uh, over the weekend, maybe starting Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Terrell, uh, anything that you maybe want to point out as far as uh, any performances, any you know teams or any upset victories? Um, I think the one that one kind of stood out for me was the Portland Trailblazers coming back and crushing the Knicks on Saturday. They outscored the Knicks. In the fourth quarter, 35-11, they won that game by nine points. Um, 
I don't know if you want to go in on the Knicks or not, but I think that's one kind of stood out to me. Um, I think that's pretty much it, man. The Saturday night game, Lakers and Warriors. Uh, we, we talked about this, uh, that the Lakers, they're starting to reel a little bit. I mean, they're they're down there in that playing tournament. I think these two teams or these two games for the All-Star break were going to be big for them. They dropped the first one to the Warriors, 117-115. Uh, but other than that, it's nothing really stood out for me. Did you see anything that kind of caught your eye? So I'm not really as that Lakers Warriors game was interesting because I feel like that team is going to start doing better because the they didn't really, yeah, they didn't really look that bad. They yeah. really, really didn't look that bad, and. Braun already acknowledges there's a couple plays in that game he probably should have made that gave them, you know, the position mm-hmm. to win the game. But that's ultimately what I said. I thought that, hey, once the trade deadline is over and everybody knows they're safe, mm-hmm. it's going to be a different type of energy. And then you saw reports come out over the weekend that they said that first practice was really good and probably one of the best practices they've had because yeah. that weight was lifted off of everyone's shoulders. So mm-hmm. the mentality changes. Yeah, and so I'm still looking forward to it. You know, that's an L in the column, but I'm looking forward to seeing how they act, how they react going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. What else happened over the weekend? Oh, Joel Embiid completely destroyed. Oh yeah, Jared Allen. That was that was bad. Jared Allen is Jared Allen's such a professional now. Like mm-hmm. he he knows that. Hey. I blocked enough people that when I get dumped on, it's really not an issue. So when it happens to him, there's really no reaction. He just kind of gets the ball, puts it back in play, and keeps going on about his day like it's really robotic. Mm -hmm. So I I appreciate Jared Allen for that, but it doesn't change the fact that Joel Embiid, (laughs) a full (laughs) head of steam, I I commend Jared Allen for even jumping with him. So. Yeah, I mean, when when you're a, a big in this league, especially a rim protector, you're, it's gonna happen to you, right? You're gonna you're gonna block so many shots, but you're also gonna be uh, in in a poster for opposing centers or opposing players, and uh, you were the victim of Joel Embiid. But it's all good, man. I mean, all love for jo- uh, for Jared Allen, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> Give him a tip of the hat for just kind of playing on. But yeah, that was an absolute uh, poster by Joel Embiid. He finished that game with 40 points. Uh, just, I think that he has his MVP. Unless barring injury, I think he, I want to say, locked it up. But uh, he's playing well, man. And it's going to be interesting to see uh, what kind of happens now with Harden coming into the fold. I believe as soon as uh, tomorrow. So it's going to be definitely fun to see um, with those two guys uh, now on the, or at least Harden on the Sixers now. Uh, anything else, Terrell? Before we dive into these Monday night games here in the NBA. The Hawks aren't going to make it above 500 by the All-Star Big. It was a good run. Where are they at right now? Let me see their standings. It's 26. Uh, they're 26 and 30. I think they're in 10th. Yeah, yeah they're, you're right. They're in 10th place right now. So, it was a good run. They didn't make it above 500, but they're way better off. And they'll make it to 500 eventually. Eventually. Yeah, I think that's going to be another team to keep an eye on in the offseason, kind of what transpires with their roster because they have a lot of talent on that on that team, man. But, you know, we heard about the rumors with John Collins wanting a trade or, or you know, his name tr- circulating in trade rumors. Nothing kind of came out of it, but definitely that's going to be another team that's going to be interesting to see in this offseason. Um, 
Yeah, I didn't see anything else kind of could have stood out. I know you, you've been hating on the Celtics, or you've been fading, not hating, but fading the Celtics, but they've quietly won eight games in a row here. Um, other than that, nothing has really stood out to me. Nets, 11-game losing streak. Uh, they are at home tonight. We'll dive into that game here in a little bit. So let's put a bow on that talk, the NFL, and uh, getting caught up on the NBA. Let's take a quick break here, and then we are going to dive in to this Monday night schedule here in the NBA. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Louisiana, and New York. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Be on the lookout for WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour marquee games of the week, we'll have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $10, win $200. Download, bet, win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Guys, let's give a round of applause in here. I am so excited about Manscaped being back on the show as a sponsor and Manscaped is introducing and launching their ultra premium collection yes that's right ultra premium collection believe it or not it's not for your not so private parts i'm talking about a leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent this is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for everyday man and covers you from head to toe literally. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest of your body. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trusted Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP. Look, I ordered the Manscaped um, Lawnmower 4.0. But I'm also going to get the Ultra Premium Collection. Guys, it's time we start taking care of ourselves as well. It comes with a, um, a hydrating body moisturizer. It comes with a Manscaped Premium deodorant. And no, it's not for your balls. It's for them stanky-ass armpits. Look, guys, we get sweaty. We get dry skin. So this Ultra Premium Package, it's a four-in-one uh, set of collections. There's also a free gift inside with the Ultra Premium Collection. What a score. And it's going to come with, let me say this again, the Manscaped Premium Deodorant for your stanky pits, the Hydrating Body, body Moisturizer, a body wash, and a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. So make sure to head over to Manscaped, and I'd recommend using this product in this order. Hop in the shower, scrub a dub dub with that body, with that Manscaped body wash, lather up your hair with a two-in-one shampoo conditioner, dry off and spray the hydrating body moisturizer to reinvigorate your dry skin. And then put on that Manscaped deodorant for obvious reasons, because you don't want to be stanky, trust me. The ladies do not like that. And pop that Manscaped lip balm on. No one out here is trying to kiss them chapped up lips, guys. So. Getting dressed after is optional, but trust me, the ladies are going to want to jump on you after you go and get the ultra premium collection. So make sure to head over to manscaped.com 
for 20% off plus free shipping, but it's only with the code SGP. Again, manscaped.com, 20% off free shipping with the code SGP. All right, coming off of the break, Terrell, let's dive into this Monday night schedule with the first game on the board. We have the Detroit Pistons headed to the nation's capital to take on the Washington Wizards, where the Wizards opened up as a four-point home favorite. Uh, That number is still holding strong at minus four. Total opened up at 218. Uh, That number is ticked up to 218.5, 219 in some spots. Checking the injury report for both of these squads. Let's start, start with Detroit. Um, Frank Jackson is going to be out for this game. And then their young guys are on either G League assignment or on two-way contracts who are out. Um, but I think Frank Jackson is the only big name for the Washington Wizards. We know about Bradley Beal, who's gone for the season. Uh, Daniel Gafford is returning um, from being in health and safety protocols, but he is still out for this game. And uh, KP, the unicorn, Kristaps Porzingis, is going to be out with a right knee bone bruise. Uh, so it looks like it's going to be the Kyle Kuzma show again for the Washington Wizards going forward. So, Terrell, let's start with the side here, man. Minus four for the Washington Wizards hosting the Detroit Pistons. Hmm. And Kate is active for this game. Is Bagley playing? Uh, I don't see him on the injury report, so I'm assuming he's playing. This is a tough one because I really don't think either one of these teams are good. And this game really is going to lie on Kyle Kuzma. (laughs) It's really going to lie on Kyle Kuzma. You're really just kind of betting, is Kyle Kuzma going to carry this team to another win? Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Kuzma does it. But this Washington team has had issues giving up points in the paint. And that's where a lot of people in this in this Detroit team can live can live. Like they live in the paint. They can drive and score baskets in the paint. Only thing that concerns me is Detroit likes to put, you know, put up threes. They're young guys. They like to put up a bunch of threes. And that can really set them back because Washington isn't really that terrible of a three point guarding team. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna lean Detroit here. I just don't want to give two. I'm not going to lay two possessions with, with this Washington team right now, especially with, without specifically without Montrez Harrell, you know, yeah. without all these guys, and then nobody to supplement that. Mm-hmm. You know, without Bradley Beal, that's literally three of their four top scores that are not playing in this game. Beal because he's out for the year, and Harrell and Dinwiddie because they're on another team. So I'm really not interested in backing and laying points with a team like that, even though I really don't like Detroit and I don't think Detroit is that good. Mm -hmm. They've been, aside from the couple of blowouts that they've had, (laughs) they haven't been complete hot garbage this year. They haven't. Mm -hmm. They've been about what we expect them to be, but it hasn't been, you know, I don't think they're the worst team in the league. I'll say that much. I don't think they're the worst team in the league. They still got Kate Cunningham, and now uh, Grant is back in the lineup as well. I think that's going to be enough scoring to keep them going in a high-scoring game again. So I think Detroit plus the four. Wizards probably win by two. Yeah, I think that's that. That's really the handicap here is that they have Cade uh, and Jeremy Grant uh, in the lineup for the Detroit Pistons. And, 
kind of take a look at maybe the victories that the Washington Wizards have had. Um, you know, not really big, impressive wins. They they lost their last game to the Kings by 13. They beat the Nets, but who's not beating them right now? Then they got their doors blown off. They by, beat the Nets. Uh-huh. They beat the Nets by one. Yeah, and they only beat them by one, right? And I think that was a home game, possibly for the Nets. No, it was a road it, game it was, with Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they took L's, obviously, to the Heat and the Sun. So, I mean, eh, yeah, you're right. Not the most exciting game of the night with Jeremy Grant back. I think that that's the really the caveat here for me is that you know you 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 nailed it that with Cade with Jeremy Grant, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they kind of get from Marvin Bagley after the trade. Um, but oh yeah, I'll lean with the Pistons here as well. Um, you know, if they're able to find a way to kind of limit or, or neutralize Kyle Kuzma, then who else is going to step up in this a Washington Wizards squad? Is it going to be a guy like Corey Kispert, right? Is, is it going to be somebody else? I don't, just don't see that right now. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Troy Davis actually came in and won this game outright. Uh, against the Washington Wizards. So I'll take, I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll go with a plus four here. I'll probably put a little bit on the money line as well here tonight for the Detroit Pistons. Um, these two defenses, Terrell, have been uh, subpar to say the least. Over the last five games, the Washington Wizards are number 20 and the Detroit Pistons are number 27. So I'm, well, I think we're expecting uh, to see points here in this game between these two squads. So I lean with the over here as well. Seems like the money is coming in on that side. Uh, uh, any thoughts on the total there, Terrell? Yeah, I'm on over. I'm, All right. That, I said earlier, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I really don't see anybody slowing anybody down. Mm-hmm. I think the the thing for Detroit is how hot is their three-point shooting going to be? Are they going to overcome a Washington team that, for the most part, throughout the majority of this year, has been able to guard a three-point shot, but – completely different Washington team that's missing a few guys. So it'll be very interesting. I think that I'm curious to see as time goes on, what these two teams look like after the trade deadline, Mm -hmm. especially now, especially if Marvin Bagley is in the lineup, because I don't think Marvin Bagley is a scrub. I think he just was not in the right situation and he didn't foster any growth over the past couple years that he was in Sacramento so now it's a new chance mm-hmm. you're going you're going around with Kane Cunningham who can feed people on the inside and I think that'll be a good one-two punch for the Detroit Pistons so this could be a new day it could be a new day for Detroit limit expectations but I do like the outlook with Marvin Bagley yeah for for Detroit uh before we get to the next game like they don't really have that true big center right or that true I mean they have Isaiah Stewart but, you know, I think Marvin Bagley, you're right that, you know, being in a new system and, and you know, over the last season or even going back to the trade day that last season that he wanted out from this Kings team and it finally happened. And, you know, I think it was his dad or, or somebody that was also tweeting to trade the guy and, and finally that came into fruition. So, you know, fresh start being a new organization, even though it is the Pistons, I think that, you know, it's going to really bode well for a guy like Marvin Bagley. And it'll be just to see, you know, what the minutes and the rotation is going to look like for a guy like uh, Matt Bagley here uh, for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, let's get over to the next game here, Terrell. Hold on, last thing. Yeah, for go that ahead. Game. I'm sorry. I know mm-hmm. I talked about the Wizards uh, being all right defensively. Mm-hmm. From the three-point line, I just went back and double-checked the last five games. They're giving up forty percent, so okay. it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a lot of scoring, and I think that's going to be the edge for the Pistons because they're actually a pretty decent. When they can get going, they can knock down a lot of threes. I just think of that Jazz game a while ago where they knocked down twenty-plus threes against the Jazz. When they get hot, they can get hot. So this might be a game where they get hot. It's a lot of points scored. 
Yeah, maybe try to look at a uh, Jeremy Grant three-point prop right now. I see his number at over one and a half at minus 105. Um, Sadiq Bay two and a half. I really like that one as well. So, um, yeah, great find there, Terrell. Um, it's, it's really important right now, especially in this uh, part of the season. Start looking at the last five stats. Versus, or you can compare it to season long, but I think you can need to put more weight into the last five or even the last seven or ten, even if you wanted to go back that far. But personally, I think between Terrell and I, we like looking at the last five uh, when we're handicapping these games. So uh, let's get over to the next game here, Terrell. We have the Oklahoma City Thunder headed to the Big Apple to take on the New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden, where the Knicks opened up as an eight-point home favorite. That number is uh, currently standing still at minus eight. Uh, total opened up at 206.5. It's ticked up to 207.5 in some spots. Uh, let's check the injury report for both of these squads for the New York Knicks. Uh, RJ Barrett is out for this game with a left ankle sprain. Uh, Nerlens Noel is questionable with a sore left foot. Uh, Cam Reddish is questionable. Mitchell Robinson also left uh, ankle soreness. He's also questionable. So Barrett out, Noel, Reddish, and Robinson are all questionable. And then for the Oklahoma City Thunder, we know about Shea. Uh, we know about uh, Robinson Earl and also Mike Muscala is going to be out for this game as well. Uh, let's start with the side here. Terrell minus eight for the Knicks hosting the Oklahoma City Thunder. Ultimately, I wouldn't ever want to lay eight points with the New York Knicks right now. Because mm-hmm. they're they're just not good. They're just not good. But this Thunder team is really, really bad right now. And it's not that they're bad because they just suck, but they're just killed by injuries. Like They're really just killed by injuries. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be tough for them to stay in a lot of these games. And so they have nights where they can get up and nights where they can go after it and – really give it to an opposing team. But there's a whole bunch of nights where they're just not in the game at all. They're just not in the game at all, and this can yeah. look ugly. The Knicks, I would say they beat up on bad teams, but they just gave up a 25-point lead to the Blazers. Yeah. <laughs> so in the fourth quarter at that. Mm-hmm. So you can't even really claim that anymore because the Blazers roster-wise up and down after the injuries and trades they have – are probably one of the worst teams in the league. However, I'm still going to ride with the Knicks here, minus eight. I I can't get behind this Thunder team right now that's playing so bad, and they're really, really struggling on the road as of late. Haven't had a road win in, well, I don't, doesn't, they're, yeah, so they missed their last three, last three on the road. Mm-hmm. Got, a, got a couple wins against the Mavs and against the Blazers, but after that, it's been kind of, down for that team they got up last time they played against the bulls and ultimately i still think the knicks have a gear have a gear where they can actually play some good basketball i don't know the last time i've seen a full game of good basketball from the okc thunder so i'll take the knicks here even though it's disgusting i feel like they want you to bet under eight and it probably Mm. goes over yeah i think for I mean, if you, we're looking at the last five games here, and to, or sorry, for the Oklahoma City Thunder, they are dead last offensively, and they are the only team that are not in triple digits, at least triple digits, at least for offensive rating. They're at ninety-seven point eight. You kind of go back and look at, you know, ever since they lost SGA for a couple of weeks, and 
the ceiling right now offensively for this team, it seems like it's right around that that 100-point mark or 102 points because over their last five games, um, they've the most points they've scored is 103. Three of those five games, they haven't touched the 100-point mark, 98, 98, 87, and then 101 against the Chicago Bulls where they did cover the game. But I, I, I want to agree with you, but I, just, I can't trust this New York Knicks team. Um, we just don't know what we're going to get from them night in and night out. Um, they've only had one cover, and I think over the last, what, six games here, seven games here, um, and they've been underdogs in all those games. But, you know, they've played superior um, opponents in the Grizzlies. I guess we can say the Lakers, the Jazz, Denver, Golden State. Um, that was a tough road trip. That it was. was a tough road trip. They, went trip, to a, yeah. they went to a West Coast road trip and played the Lakers, Jazz, Nuggets, Warriors, and Blazers. That's a tough road trip. Yeah. And I'm almost positive that they were leading in some point in all of those games, and they blew a lead at some point in all those games and lost majority of them except for the Warriors, mm-hmm. which comes to the Trailblazers, which kind of makes the Trailblazers game a pretty big letdown spot for them after beating the Warriors. Yeah. Ultimately, I'm not going to bet on lightning to strike twice. Mm -hmm. And they blew a really big lead to a bad Trailblazers squad. I don't think, especially coming home after this long trip, you've had some days to think about what happened and think about your actions. I don't expect them to blow a lead against the Thunder. So if they get something into the 10, 12-point range, it's probably going to stay around there. So I'm on the Knicks. I think I'll probably lean with the Knicks in the first half here. Um, the numbers are not pretty in the first half for them at home so far this season, but I think that you're right about the that they you know kind of blew that lead against the Portland Trailblazers, and now you're coming back home to take on a team that's not so great either in the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I think Tibbs will probably have these guys ready. Um, I'll go first half in this game for the New York Knicks. Um, also, I would lean towards a Thunder team total under in this game. Um, again, offensively kind of limited without uh, SGA out there. Uh, so I will go with Knicks first half, and you like the Knicks full game, right, Terrell? Absolutely. All right. Anything else for this game? No, no, I'm good. Well, I'm probably. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know what I feel about Kimba. It's just Kimba gave us a 20 point game, and then they blew a 25 point lead. So I really don't know how. I don't know how to feel about this team at all. I saw some reports out there that um, they may come to a contract uh, buyout, um, but I don't know how accurate that report is. So it'll be this week, but uh, something definitely to keep an eye out for sure uh, for Kimba Walker uh, as we kind of approach this team's uh, buying out with or, you know, buyout candidates uh, after the trade deadline here. So, you know, maybe Kimba Walker's uh, potentially negotiating a buyout with the Knicks. Um, let's get over to the next game of the night here, Terrell. We had the Sacramento Kings headed to Brooklyn to take on the Nets, where the Brooklyn, sorry, where the Sacramento Kings opened up as a four and a half point uh, road favorite here. That number has come down to minus three, starting to see some minus two and a halves pop up. Total in this game opened up at two twenty four and a half. That number is starting to trend towards a two thirty, um, mostly seeing two twenty nine and a half. Let's check in the injury report for both of these teams for the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously, no Kyrie Irving. Um, ben Simmons is going to be also out for this game. James Johnson is questionable. Um, and obviously, no Kevin Durant and Joe Harris so far. Um, so it looks like it's going to be the Patty Mills show for the Brooklyn Nets. For the Sacramento Kings, Terrence Davis is out. 
with a right wrist injury, and Jeremy Lamb is questionable with left ankle soreness for the Kings. Let's start with the side here, Terrell. Let's call it minus three for the Sacramento Kings as a road favorite against the Brooklyn Nets, who are on a 11-game losing streak. I'm not too, I'm not too certain. And I watched this line fall over the, the course of my day. Mm-hmm. I'm not too certain at all who is out here betting the Brooklyn Nets and why they would be betting the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Because half man, half a season is not playing in this game. <laughs> and so I just don't understand when you look at this Brooklyn Nets roster, what is giving you the confidence that Brooklyn is going to do anything in this game? Okay. They are going to be playing with Seth Curry. They're going to be playing with Andre Drummond in this game. Right. Two extra role players alongside Patty Mill, a role player. Mm-hmm. And Cam Thomas, where we don't actually know what we're going to get from any night. I would assume he's going to have a good game. Mm-hmm. Blake Griffin, who's washed. And honestly, I truly, I have no idea what production I'm going to get from him any given night. If I lose on betting on the Sacramento Kings, I will feel much better about myself knowing that I faded a Brooklyn Nets squad rather than I bet on the Brooklyn Nets and then they lost. And I'm like, why the fuck did I even make this bet? Because this makes no sense. Because when you look on the other side of the ball, you have a Kings team who is hot right now. Yep. The Kings team who is rolling after making a couple of questionable trades by the rest of the league and got, you know, put together two good wins in a row, mm-hmm. putting up a lot of points. I don't, I just don't trust this Brooklyn Nets team to put up points. But I know what I can trust them to do. I can trust them not to guard shit. Yeah. I can trust them not to guard anything at all. Because Seth Curry and Andre Drummond didn't come in to add defensively to this team at all. So I know if anything, I'm going to get points in this game. If yep. anything, I know I'm going to get points. And now, can the Brooklyn Nets keep up with what the Sacramento Kings are doing? Ultimately, I'm going to tell you no. Mm-hmm. I really have no idea why everybody's betting. Maybe it's because it's the Brooklyn Nets and it's the Sacramento Kings. And if you look at the records, the records are so completely different. One team is 29-27. Mm-hmm. And at home, the other team is 22-36. and 36. But when you dig in between the weeds and you look at how bad offensively, I mean, not offensive, but defensively, these both of these teams have been. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the Sacramento Kings are coming into this effectively with a solid roster with a very solid roster composing of De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis and Harrison Barnes, who have all been scoring out the ass. And then Dante DiVincenzo coming into this game. He's about to start finding his own. Wait till he starts knocking his shot down. Mm-hmm. Don't forget Davion Mitchell, the one person on the Kings that can actually play some type of defense. Yep. I have no idea. This Brooklyn Nets roster sucks. I'm just going to say it. This Brooklyn Nets yeah. roster sucks. Give me the Kings minus two and a half. I, I don't know why this line is falling and probably because money is coming in on the nets and they're just letting the line fall, fall, fall. Don't care because they know second one's going to win the game. Yeah. I kind of, I mean, we're really scratching our heads when the trade for Tyrese Halliburton was made, but this squad, no, we're still scratching. No, yeah, we are. We're but I mean, it, it looks like at least they may have found something with Fox and Sabonis here. Uh, at least scoring the basketball, right? There's there's long ways to go defensive side for this team, but like you mentioned, since they acquired or since that trade went down with Halliburton and the Sabonis involved, they beat they won one thirty two one nineteen in that second game of back to back against the Minnesota Timberwolves, where they didn't have obviously Sabonis in that first game, 
And then they went out and beat Washington. Okay, I mean, not to, or Washington, not a great team, at least 123-110 without Bradley Beal. Um, and Brooklyn, you're right. I mean, this roster, yeah, they they got Seth Curry. They got Andre Drummond. But right now, the projected starting lineup for the Brooklyn Nets is Patty Mills, Seth Curry, Bruce Brown, Kessler Edwards, and Nick Claxton. And I think that we're going to see a lot of three-point shots being put up in this game, at least for the Brooklyn Nets, because they're going to have nothing inside. Like, especially not having a playmaker like James Harden anymore or not having Kyrie Irving for home games. Um, I, I do. I agree with you, man. I, you can't get behind a team that's on an eleven-game losing streak that doesn't have two of their best players on the floor, guys like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And until we see, you know, Ben Simmons back, we don't know when that's going to be or when he's going to make his debut. I know you're itching for that to see him miss that first free throw. Um, but right now, I, I, we're you know, like you said, with with the post trade deadline with De'Aaron Fox. Um, you know, they have Davion Mitchell in this game. So bonus, Harkless, you know, Harrison Barnes, surprising still on this roster. I, I do love the Sacramento Kings team total in this game. Uh, Brooklyn defense, like you mentioned, has been atrocious. Um, but yeah, I also lay the lumber here, or not a lot of lumber, but two and a half here for the Sacramento Kings against the Brooklyn Nets. And I agree with you 100% about the over in this game, in particular, the Sacramento Kings team total. They've put up 120 plus points, I think. And yeah, uh, since the post trade deadline, 123 and 132. So, uh, look for Sabonis to have a big game here. I think in two of the last three games against the uh, Brooklyn Nets, he's put up triple doubles. Uh, he's been in double figure reboundings in both games so far since he's been acquired. By the Kings from the Pacers. The only thing that concerns me is the assist. But right now at eleven to one, I think it might be a dabble here. Um, it's more than a dabble. It's more yeah. than a dabble. It's a must play for me. Yeah, it's a must play. You have to sprinkle on his triple double today. The Nets are the fifth. Give up the fifth most triple doubles in the season. Yeah, and, and when he was with it, now, uh huh. Go ahead. And now he's got a couple of games. And look at and don't look now, but he's already you know, led this team and assist the last game out with seven assists. He's absolutely finding his rhythm, man. He's 100% going to be the point forward that they need. The yes, De'Aaron Fox is good with the ball in his hands, but as you can see with Tyrese Halliburton, they really like De'Aaron Fox off the ball and be able to get him in way, get him ways where he can score the basketball and he doesn't have to try to do it all for this team. So 100% they're going to put the ball in DeMond and Savona's hands. So yeah. I feel like the triple-double is a must-play. I've already bet it today. Yeah, two out of the last three games when he was with the Pacers, he got a triple double. Uh, so definitely at eleven to one right now, you want to get down on that because I feel like that number may be on the move here. Uh, so Troy, it looks like we're both on the Kings here, and, and I love the over in this game as well. Correct? Yes. All right. Uh, anything else for this game before we get to the next one? No, no. All right. Let's get to the next game. We have the Portland Trail Blazers headed to Milwaukee to take on the Bucks, where the Bucks are uh, minus fifty. On the opening line, that number it hasn't moved much. We're seeing some, yeah, it's it's steady at minus fifteen. Uh, Circa just went to fourteen and a half. Uh, total opened up at two thirty-two. That number has come down to two thirty and a half. Let's check the injury report for both of these teams for the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo is probable uh, left ankle soreness. Pat Covington is out with a right finger fracture. George Hill in, is also out, and we know about Brooke Lopez, who I'm pretty much anticipating won't be back this season. Uh, for the Portland Trailblazers, Eric Bledsoe is out. Uh, we know about Sear Little, uh, and Dennis Smith Jr. is the also name that is out. No Eric Bledsoe either. No Keon Johnson as well after that trade with the Clippers. Um, 
we should probably look at the projected starting lineup for the Clippers, or sorry, for the um, Portland Trailblazers here. Uh, so it's going to be Simons, uh, Josh Hart, Justice Winslow, Yusuf Nurkic, and CJ Elibe, if I'm saying that right. Uh, but Terrell, let's start with the side here, man. Minus 15, let's call it, with the uh, Bucks here hosting the Portland Trailblazers. I mean, what is going to. I'm not scared of this large. This is an extremely large line. Yeah. It really, really is. But coming back from a 25-point lead, I'm not afraid. Like, I'm really, really not afraid of this line. The Blazers are going to struggle. They are in a downward tank for the rest of the season. There's nothing to play for. It's literally mm-hmm. nothing to play for. Yeah. The fact that they even came back 25 points down against the Knicks is just a testament that, wow. You know, why? Like, why? For real. Yeah. And granted, they are 10th and they're in the playing game. This is a non-conference road game against the Milwaukee Bucks, one of the best teams in the East. And don't look now, but the Portland Trailblazers are giving up some of the worst three-point shooting in the last five games. And here you have a Milwaukee team that, for some reason, just loves to shoot the three. Never understand why you have so many people that are, have the ability to get to the basket and get the shot any, any way, any form, any how, and yet you still continue to shoot the three as much as they do, but they do. Mm-hmm. So I'm truly, truly, truly not afraid of this number. I would not be surprised if they lose this game by 20 plus. I'm not touching the Trailblazers in this game in a letdown spot where they're clearly outmatched. The only thing that they can have over the Milwaukee Bucks is the fact that Milwaukee doesn't have a bench. And the Bench play for Milwaukee is so poor, but the starters for Milwaukee are so good that I would not be surprised if they put them into a 25-point, another 25-point lead. And now you got two Knights trying to come back from 25 points down. I'm not trusting it. I'll take Milwaukee in a large number. Yeah, I mean, uh, not much else to say. I think this is just a big brother, little brother type of matchup here in Milwaukee. You know, they usually don't play down to competition. And, uh, you know, we've talked about they haven't been a great home team. As far as the spread, um, but again, they've wheeled off, they've wheeled off five, four wins in a row. Sorry, four out of the last five games they have won. They've been double-digit favorites in two of those games, which was against Washington and Portland Trailblazers. Um, these two teams did match up back on February fifth in Portland, where Milwaukee won that game, one thirty-seven, one hundred eight. Has anything changed since then? Yeah, I mean, not much. I mean, yeah, Pat Connington is out, but they have more than enough, I think, to compensate between Giannis, between Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. You know, Grayson Allen can knock down three-point shots for you. You still have Bobby Portis, so I think that this is going to be a game where, again, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks should get whatever they want prior to their last loss against the Phoenix Suns, which was, you know, a get-up spot for the Phoenix Suns. It was a revenge game after, you know, being beat by them in the NBA Finals, but Three straight games, they have put up 130-plus points against bad competition. 137 against the Portland, like I mentioned, 137 against the Clippers, and then 131 against the Lakers. I think, you know, they've had the rest advantage here as well. They haven't played since that Phoenix game. They've had three full days off. 
And I think they should just come out and hopefully take care of business here tonight. So, yeah, I don't think we should be afraid of the big number here at minus 15. Also, probably look at the Milwaukee Bucks team total in this game as well. Um, like you mentioned, you know, defensively, they are rated number 12 of their last five games are the Portland Trailblazers. But, again, they haven't played great competition. I mean, yeah, they had the Knicks the other night. Not a great offensive team. Um, Lakers, not a great offensive team. Orlando dropped 113 on them as well. OKC twice in the last six games where they didn't even get over 100 points. So there you go. I'm going to get a different animal in the Milwaukee Bucks. So, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, this is going to be a tricky, tricky, uh, very, very difficult schedule coming up for the Portland Trailblazers. Terrell, we might be fading them. They have Milwaukee, Memphis, Golden State after the All-Star break. And then they have Denver, Phoenix, and then Minnesota twice, and then Utah. So I think we need to get our money ready and start fading this Portland Trailblazers team. Uh, anything else for this game, Terrell? Yes, I would hmm. maybe sprinkle on Giannis triple-double. just feels like, I don't know, no, because these guys, they're about to get these, they're about to get the Trailblazers up out of here early. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. It's going to blow up potential. Yeah. I mean, the last game. It's the the three-point three shooting is just really bad. Yeah. The Milwaukee Bulls. And over the past five games, take the second most three pointers in the league, and they're hitting forty percent of them mm-hmm. against a team that can't is just giving is giving up forty percent of their three point shots. And Milwaukee's second leading scoring team in the league over the past five games, second only to the Memphis Grizzlies. So it's it sounds it's bang bang to me. It just a lot of times there's a lot of reasons to fade a large number like this because mm-hmm. who has the motivation to really beat the shot somebody like this? Yeah. But I think Milwaukee could accidentally beat them by 25 a day. No, but even if we go back to the last game uh, a few days or last week between these two squads, uh, how many three-pointers do you think the Bucks put up against them? How many that they just put up against them? Yeah. How many, how many, how many three-point shots did they attempt against the Trailblazers last week? Where they won that game, one thirty-seven, one hundred eight. How many do you think? Mm, probably around seventeen, eighteen. No, no. How many attempts? Oh, attempts. Yeah. Oh, attempts. They're probably well into the forties. Yeah, they put up fifty. They put up fifty shots and they fifty-three point shots, and they made twenty-three of them. Did the Bucks against the Blazers last week? So, um, it, it combined, these two teams shot ninety-five three-point shots in that game, and. Um, it was a blowout, you know, Bucks. I don't think anything has changed here, Terrell. Like, what has changed? I think that uh, no Covington, no, for the Bucks, but it's pretty much that same starting lineup that they have. And, you know, for the Trailblazers, no more C.J. McCollum. Um, he didn't have a great game in that game uh, for for the Blazers. He was 7 of 18, 17 points. But I think this is be a game where the Bucks should just take care of business and, again, put up another 45 to 50 shots and, again, make 20-plus three-point shots where they hit 23 in that game. Uh, Bobby Portis in that game, just quickly before we get to the next game, uh, 30 points for the uh, Bucks, 6 of 8 from three-point land. Anything else for this game, Terrell? No, no, I'm good. All right, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back, and then we will get to the final about four games here on the NBA schedule. 
there are never enough things to gamble on and one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Best part is now there is a new way to play the ponies especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes, pick your horses, build your stable and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry, the app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableTool.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free picks, sorry, free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play race win Ross were brought to you by PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets hurry and download the free PropSwap app today PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500 Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. And last but certainly not least, we're also brought to you by the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, let's get to the next game. We have the Toronto Raptors. Headed to the Big Easy to take on the New Orleans Pelicans, where the Toronto Raptors opened up as a four-point road favorite. That number has uh, come down a tick to minus three and a half for the Raptors. Total opened up at 222. Um, consensus right now is around 222 and a half or 223 as far as the total. That number has co- gone up as well. Let's check the injury report for both of these teams. For the Pelicans, um, no one of significance uh as far as their rotation for the Raptors, uh, nobody either. So pretty much healthy squads here, Terrell. Let's start with the side. Let's call it minus three and a half for the Raptors uh, on the road to take on the Pelicans. Pascal Siakam's been playing amazing recently. Yeah. Oh, he's back in the form. Mm-hmm. He's back in the form. We talk about somebody that had to work themselves back into basketball shape. You are really seeing it with Pascal Siakam recently. Two thirty-point games in a row, and what's that? Three in the last five. He's he's been basically around thirty for all these games recently. Yeah. So that yeah, that's that's great. He's playing. He's playing amazing. He's playing amazing. And he's he's shooting well over well over sixty percent in these games. Well over sixty percent. Just he's getting to the cup and he's getting his shot all over Pascal Siakam in this matchup. I think that he's doing really, really well here. We talked about this. There's no way that we thought that the Pelicans' defense could get any worse, but somehow they got worse. (laughs) (laughs) They got completely worse. It is really, really bad. And so now we get a Toronto team that knows how to get up and play on the road, 
and has the ability to score when needed. They're not, they don't like to go up and put up a whole bunch of big numbers because they don't have to, because they'll hold you to somewhere in the range of 90 points. So they don't need to beat the shit out of you most times, but this feels like a a matchup where they're going to bounce back. They just took a a loss to the nuggets that they fit in a game. They really feel like they want to have back and, as they're making this push and won all these games and gotten into a solidified spot into the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference, now you're going to a non-conference road game to the Pelicans in a terrible defense. There's nothing saying here that Toronto doesn't get back on the slide. Like Toronto doesn't get back right for me. They just came back from a road trip where they beat the shit out of on the West Coast, where they beat the shit out of the Thunder and they beat the shit out of the, Ro- uh, the Rockets. Yeah. And held the Thunder to 98 points. And even though the Rockets scored 120, they scored 139. Yeah. So they're not afraid to score. And even if you score, they're going to score back. Mm-hmm. Now they're playing their starters a billion minutes a game, but does that even really matter? They're getting it done. And they continually to get it done. It doesn't matter. And yeah. so I love plays on the Raptors. I love the plays on the Raptors starters because they just get so much usage in the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm on the Raptors here for sure. Okay. I'll lay the, what, what are they laying again? Three and a half. Yeah. I'll lay three and a half. I'm fine with that. I'll lay three and a half. I think the Raptors have a, the ability to come out here and get a really good win on the road and continue this hot streak that they've been on. The Pelicans are kind of trending downward. I think that at some point they're going to, you know, rattle a few people off, and they have a really good offense. I think that they'll be able to put points. I just think the Raptors are going to match them point for point and probably pull away at some point in the second half. The Pelicans have been known to give up second-half leads. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Pelicans were leading in the first half. I wouldn't. That wouldn't surprise me. But the Raptors are so well-coached, very good defensively, that I could see them making any type of adjustment that they need in the second half and coming back to pull this game out. I like and I've already sprinkled on today. I like Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet. Mm-hmm. Four triple doubles today. The Pelicans give up the, I think it's the second most, third most, the third most triple doubles in the league right now. Mm-hmm. And they've given it up to some people. They've given a tri- triple double to Kyle Lowry. They've given up a triple double to Jimmy Butler. They've given up a triple double to, I think, was that Kyle Kuzma? I think that was Kyle Kuzma that's going on. Let me right check now. that. That might not have been Kyle Kuzma, but either way, it's not It's not just that now they have given up two to Jokic this season and I believe one to DeJounte Murray, but it's not just those guys. It's guys that you don't necessarily sit here and say, oh, let me bet their triple-double prop today. So who would I – I would take a flyer on Toronto Raptors guys because they get so much usage. Yeah. They get, they're in the game all the time that it's more of an opportunity for you to pad stats. Mm-hmm. So – Earlier, I got Pascal. I think I got Pascal twenty six to one, and I got Fred Van Fleet at ninety five to one. Perfectly fine with that. Perfectly fine with that. Yeah, Kyle Kuzma was against the Brooklyn Nets, um, so I it was. <laughs> makes me yeah. feeling more confident about the Sabonis one here tonight. Be interesting to see what the uh, payout is if we parlayed. I don't know if they'll let you, but for the Van Vliet, Siakam, and Sabonis for triple doubles tonight, already did. How what's the number? It was – hold on. Let me go find it. But, yeah, let me handicap the game while, while you found it. That. Um, so, Toronto – sorry, the New Orleans Pelicans over the last five games, um, opponent three-point uh, shots allowed um, their number 26 at around 14.5 attempts. Uh, teams are putting up 40 – let's see, yeah, close to 40 
And then percentage-wise, sorry, which ranks number 26, and then opponent three-point percentage over the last five games, they are number, let's see, 20 here. So I think that, you know, you hit the nail on the head that I think we also talked about this in the Slack channel. Scott mentioned this as well, that this New Orleans Pelicans defense is going to be even worse with the additions of C.J. McCollum in this lineup and, and the post-trade or the trade that they did make with the Portland Trailblazers. And again, this is another game where I do like the team total for the uh, for the uh, Toronto Raptors here. I think that number is currently at 113. So that seems a little conservative to me here at 113. Should be around, I think, 117 range. So I'm definitely going to be on that. Um, shop around for the best number here. I think the Raptors right uh, covering around three and a half and four. I agree with you again. I hate that we're agreeing so much, but minus three and a half for the Raptors and the over in this game at 223. I, I like that as well. Um, it just comes down to everything that you hit. You hit the nail on the head that the usage for the Raptors, and we've been talking about this for the past several weeks, that the Raptors stars are playing extensive minutes and Nick Nurse likes to play his starters until it's a complete blowout. They're up by 30 and going into that fourth quarter. That's probably the only time they're going to get to rest. Even I wouldn't be surprised if you left them in for a couple more minutes in that fourth quarter. But um, yeah, I I like the Raptors here tonight as well uh, going into NOLA and also love that uh, Raptors team total over 113 here tonight against the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, Anything else for this game here, Terrell? No, no, but the parlays I played for the one with Siakam and Sabonis paid out pays out three fifty to one. Ooh. And the one with Van Fleet and Sabonis pays out twelve fifty to one. Oh, all right. I like it. Um yeah, I'm definitely gonna get, get down on uh Sabonis for sure. And then I'm gonna dig a little more deeper for uh, uh, F, uh, Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam, but man, ooh, what a way to what a way would that be to start after the NFL season? Um, all right, let's get over to the next game here, Terrell. We have the San Antonio Spurs headed to Chicago to take on the Bulls, where the Bulls opened up as a four and a half point home favorite. That number has uh, come down a little bit at minus three and a half. I'm seeing minus fours. Across the board here, total opened up at 233.5. That number has gone up a point to 234.5. Let's check the injury report for both of these teams. Let's start with the Spurs here. Uh, Pretty much everybody is uh, healthy. No significant injuries for the Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine is going to be out for this game. He's battling that knee issue. He's going to get that checked out. I think uh, Woj says with somebody in California. Um, and, of course, Lonzo Ball and uh, AC continue to be out for the Chicago Bulls, which means it's just going to be the Nikola Vucevic and the DeMar DeRozan show for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Terrell, let's start with the side here, man. We have the Chicago Bulls, let's call it minus, let's call it minus three and a half, hosting the San Antonio Spurs. So last time I was on the Spurs in this matchup, I remember because I just felt like this was the game for them all to get up for. They they were wanting to show DeMar DeRozan that, hey, you left. It's cool, but we have more reasons to get up for this game than you do. We're all all of us are trying to get out here and show you that, you know, what you left. And we would be looking a lot better than what we are in the Western Conference right now if you didn't leave. Yep. This could be the game for some get back. This okay. could very well be the game for some get back. The Bulls are somewhat a better team they're still 
killed with injuries right now. Mm-hmm. And they're going to give up whatever defensively. Yeah. I can't rationally take a Bulls under right now because they're just going to give up whatever defensively. But the fact is, is that they're so good and the offense is so good. And DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine and that supporting cast is so good that they're going to put up the necessary amount of points to come out and win the game. Just look at what they did against the Timberwolves this weekend mm-hmm. where the Timberwolves were matching them. The Timberwolves were going shot for shot the whole entire game. Yeah. And it wasn't until the fourth quarter where the Bulls just had too much firepower and they were able to pull and stretch that game and make it look like a larger game than what it was. The Timberwolves are in that game for a majority of that game. So mm-hmm. I am going to be on the Bulls here in this spot. I think this is a spot that the Bulls get up for. They lost his team already. DeMar DeRozan doesn't want to lose his team again. He's going to will them. And the Bulls are one of the best fourth-quarter teams in the league. At the end of the day, the Bulls are one of the best four-quarter teams in the league, and DeMar DeRozan is one of the best four-quarter players in the league. He is an MVP candidate, and this is one of the games where at home you need to go ahead and secure a win. You need to make sure that you put the Spurs out of their misery here and you keep winning games. You have to continue to win games in this Eastern Conference right now. You Mm -hmm. cannot fold at all because, trust me, Everybody, you got two teams in the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Milwaukee Bucks who are not only just one game back of you for the second seed, they're also one game back for you for the division. So two division rivals that are sitting there right there on your heels. And then don't look now, you have Philly who's two and a half games back, and guess who they just added? James Harden to their roster. Yeah. So this is going to be an interesting finish. They're only one game back from Miami for the one seed. This can go any other way. And games like this are the ones you have to win against teams that you are better than. You are absolutely better than than the San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. They struggle to defend the ball. They're going to get they're going to score. They're going to score and they're going to try to push you and push the pace and make you play their game. But I'm I'm on I'm on the Bulls here. Yeah, um, I think you nailed it with the revenge factor here that, you know, they went into San Antonio, did Chicago, and lost that game by nine. Um, Quickly, I do want to mention that the Chicago Bulls, eight and two to the over of their last 10 games, and they've been flying over the total. Um, The one game, two of the last three have gone under the total, but that was against the Thunder. And then the Charlotte Hornets team that has been struggling offensively for whatever reason. But, um, yeah, at minus three and a half, I do like the Bulls here. Uh, for Again, you're just taking all the words out of my mouth, which I'm, I'm glad we're trying to agree on things or, or kind of sharing a brain here. We're going to handicap these games because now is the time, especially as you kind of approach the all-star break, that you want to start piling up wins against like these these the, the lesser opponents, right? Because it's going to start mattering, especially in the Eastern Conference this year where that one through five, that one through six are only separated by three to four games and every game is going to matter. And you said it that, again, Miami as the number one seed right now. Chicago's in the two seed. Philly picked up James Harden. So you got to, you know, get these victories against some of these teams. And the schedule for the Chicago Bulls, it's not the easiest going forward. I mean, they have the Spurs and the Kings here tonight uh, before the All-Star break. But then coming out of the All-Star break, they have Atlanta, Memphis, Miami, Atlanta, Milwaukee, Philly. So, again, tonight, they, they got to get this victory here tonight. I'm going to go minus three and a half as well. Uh, you got to be on – you should be auto-betting DeMar DeRozan over on his points. It's at 31 and a half. It's a big number, but he's absolutely been crushing it. Um, last 
four, five games. He's at 45, 38, 36, 35, and 38. And again, that scoring responsibility is going to fall on DeMar DeRozan again tonight without Zach Levine in this game. Um, but also keep in, uh, keep in mind, Ayo DeSumo's assist. It's, it's kind of been trending on gambling Twitter. Um, but again, it, he's going to be the starter, the starting point guard. He's been getting the assists for the Chicago Bulls. And again, this is a spot where the San Antonio Spurs on the road, I haven't really mentioned the ATS uh, stats. They've been pretty good. Um, but again, as a home favorite this season, the Chicago Bulls are 15 and seven against the number. So um, I will agree with you. I'm going to take the Bulls here as well. Um, also wanted to point out some uh, uh, total trends for both of these squads. Uh, Non-conference games, Chicago 13-7-1, 65% the over. San Antonio 15-9 and uh, to the over at 62.5% uh, in non-conference games as well. So I think we'll, again, like you mentioned, Terrell, that we will probably be seeing points being put up in this game. Um, and I think in a lot of these games here tonight. So I will also take the Chicago Bulls. Minus three and a half and the over in this game. Uh, definitely getting down on DeMar DeRozan props as well. Anything else for this game, Terrell? No, no, I'm good. All right, let's keep it rolling here, man. We have three games left on the schedule. Let's start here with the Orlando Magic headed into Denver to take on the Nuggets, where the Nuggets have opened up as a 10.5 point favorite. That number is up to minus 11. Uh, total opened up at 225. It's right around 224 and a half, 225. Uh, let's check the injury report for this game for the wrap. Sorry, for the Nuggets here. Uh, Monte Morse is questionable. Uh, I think that's the only significant injury for the Orlando Magic. The usual suspects are out. Um, so not a lot of injuries for both of these teams. Let's start with the side here, Terrell. Let's go minus 11 for the Denver Nuggets hosting the Orlando Magic. So I'm kind of kind of struggling with this game and handicapping this one because I can absolutely see a world where Denver just folds. Denver just, fold, just folds this game away mm-hmm. because – on paper, they should beat the shit out the Magic today. Yeah. But the Magic have been a little bit of a scrappy team, man. They have been very, very scrappy. And they can stay in games. They were in that Jazz game for a while. It wasn't until the fourth quarter. Really, and even in the four, majority of that fourth quarter, they were right there step for step with the Jazz. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of pissed the game away and pissed away the cover as well. Whereas this Nuggets team, we've seen throughout the season that they've effectively given up in the second half of a lot of these games. And I just don't see the the Nuggets have have beaten this team before in Orlando. I'm not really seeing the motivation for just call it gut feeling, but I'm really not seeing the motivation for the Denver Nuggets in this spot. Okay. Like who who how do you get up for this game? Yeah. Especially after you know, you thinking about what you're going and what you're playing night in and night out in the Western Conference, mm-hmm. especially getting a very, very good road win against the Toronto Raptors, you know, on at the last second. This team just lost to the Celtics recently. And you know how I feel about that. That's very up and down. Yeah. You're not really knowing what you're – and it's true. You just don't know what you're getting with that team all the time. Sure. And ultimately, I feel like I don't know what I'm getting with – the Denver Nuggets all the time. And so 
I'm not comfortable laying 11 with the Nuggets here. It could come back to bite me, but I could see them winning by five, six, seven points. You know, maybe it's a close game and then we're playing the free throw game and you're not getting the 10 or 11. So give me the magic in this spot. Yeah, this this is uh, one of the uglier games. Um, don't want to lay the 11. I agree with you with the Nuggets, but also I'm not sure if I want to also take the points here because you're right about that Jazz game that they were hovering around. At the end, Jazz got the cover. Phoenix, they're beating the doors off of everybody right now, so I'm not even going to really consider that. They were a 16.5-point favorite. They won that game by 17. Phoenix is on a whole other level right now compared to the rest of the league. Um thing that kind of concerns me is that the Orlando Magic only have one cover uh, in over the last, what, five games here. Um, and if you kind of go back to when they've been double-digit underdogs, uh, you would have to go all the way back to January 14th where they covered a, a double-digit spread, which was against the Charlotte Hornets back on January 14th. Since then, they've been double-digit underdogs in one, two, uh, three, four, five games, and they haven't covered any of those numbers. Um, let me ask you this, and I know it's it's very difficult to stop a guy like Nikola Jokic, but mm-hmm. do you think either Mo Bamba or Wendell Carter can at least try to neutralize him a little bit in this game? Because I think that might be the key for me. No, I don't. Okay. I think there's not many people in this league that I'll say are unguardable. Mm-hmm. Jokic is one. Okay. Jokic is definitely one where I'm like, no, this guy is unguardable. And so... <laughs> no, fair it, enough. Yeah, so my thing is, and my handicap of that, I would look at it a different way. I wouldn't look at it at, is one of these guys capable of slowing down Jokic? Is Jokic capable of slowing down either one of these guys? Because right. honestly, we've seen Obama go in there and play somebody who we thought was an MVP center and put up 30 points in him in a Joel Embiid. So yeah. this could be a situation where, hey, if Jokic doesn't put any effort defensively, mm. then they're just going to go inside and go inside the paint and put up a whole bunch of points on them. And that's why I'm not comfortable laying this number with them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up how many points they've allowed inside the paint here. Let me. I think I have it on one of my sheets here. Uh, have the Denver Nuggets because yeah you're right I think that the advantage we've talked about some more handicapping um, Orlando Magic games would kind of been back and say are they going to have that success inside with Mo Bamba and uh, Wendell Carter just dominating inside the paint so here opponent points in the paint allowed Denver's at number fourteen over the last five games they're lying about fifty point four which really right there in the middle. Um, for the Orlando Magic, they uh, give up 56.4, which is number 28 in the entire league. So I'll lean with the with the Magic here. Definitely not betting the game, but, you know, uh, forced lean here, I will go with the uh, Magic here as well. Uh, don't want to lay – definitely don't want to lay the 11 with the Denver Nuggets. Um, anything else for this game, Terrell, before we move on to the next one? No. All right, not much here because I know you're, you already auto-bet this. It's the Houston Rockets heading into Utah – Take on the Jazz, where the Jazz opened up as a 14-point favorite. That number is around 14.5, a tick up. Total is at 229.5 opener. Uh, that number is up to 231. Starting to see some 231.5s pop up. 
Uh, checking the injury report uh, for the Houston Rockets. Eric Gordon is probable. Everybody else is a go for the Rockets. For the Utah Jazz, Rudy Gay is out. Uh, Rudy Gobert is questionable, and Eric Pascal is questionable as well. Uh, anything you want to add before I give my handicap or if I have one at all here? I mean, do you want to just go first? I mean, I really don't have anything. The thing with me is I think that the only thing that may scare me off of taking the Rockets here is that this is a revenge spot for them, uh, for the Utah Jazz. But at this big of a number, they may get the outright victory through the Jazz. But do I think the Rockets can keep it within the number? Yeah, sure. But the one thing that does concern me for the Rockets is defensively they have been atrocious and that's just, that's putting it lightly. Um, they've given up 131 to the Spurs, 120, 110, and then they gave up 139 to the Toronto Raptors the other night in Utah. They got Donovan Mitchell back. Um, they've won five games in a row here. It hasn't been against the greatest competition. I will say that Golden State victory was impressive. They beat them by, what, 15 and 11. That's 26 points. They took her business against Orlando. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would, I, I want to lean with the jazz here. Um, but I mean, yeah, not much here. It is a big number. I know your rule, but why don't you give your handicap if you have one, but it's, it's just, I know you've been auto betting, uh, double digit or double digit dogs in Utah jazz game and taking their money line and it's worked out for you well, but do you have anything else to add throw? So for everybody who, you know, football fanatics, football heads, and just now coming to the show after the Super Bowl to, you know, find ways to course your gambling, I don't want to say addiction, but... Itch. Let's call it an itch. Yeah, your itch to, you know, scratch your gambling itch over the next few months until you get football back. Okay? Mm -hmm. So... Here's the trend for all those who have not been following. The Utah Jazz are vastly overrated. They do not have the they literally do not have the ability to cover these spreads consistently. The Utah Jazz are 6 and 14 when they are giving a given a double digit spread over the course of the season. Since I acknowledged the trend on November 21st against the Memphis Grizzlies the Utah Jazz are three and twelve since getting three and twelve, three and twelve, and this is including the one they just covered the other day against Orlando. This is the last game they played. This is including this game. The Utah Jazz are three and twelve against the spread when they are getting a double digit number, six outright losses. So it's really nothing to tell. It's nothing to talk about. This team does not get up when they are obviously the better team. They just do not get up for those games. They're literally incapable of it. And now you're telling me that reports are coming out that there's a rift in this locker room and that there's probably going to be changes to this team in the offseason and this team is not all there together in the head and there's a couple of quarrels between many of the stars on this team. You're supposed to tell me that they're going to come in night in, night out, especially against an Orlando, not Orlando, against a Houston Rockets team who you know is dog shit. You know they're dog shit. And guess what? I don't even care about the revenge angle because when they lost outright to the Detroit Pistons, which I called on this podcast, and they played them a couple 
a couple of games later. It wasn't even like it was forever. It was a week or two later. And they came back. And they were favored by double digits again. They were favored by 14 and a half. And they only won the game by 10. They're literally incapable of covering this spread. 14 and a half is way too much for this team to do it. And it's absolutely ridiculous that they continue to give this team that number, that number, that number. And now you're telling me that I'm coming off one game where they actually did do it. And I get the opportunity to fade them again in the very next game. I'm going to take it 100 times, 10 out of 10. And don't even add, don't even add to the fact that the Jazz are giving up the second most triple doubles in the league. Because now I can sit here and say, well, let me sprinkle on Kevin Porter Jr. triple double. And that just gives me an angle for how the Houston Rockets stay in or win this game. The Utah, and don't add the fact that Rudy Gobert's questionable. Yeah, questionable. To play. Yeah. Questionable. May or may not play. And I'm pretty sure this will be his first game back. So interested yes. to see. I'm almost positive that he's going to play. I think I said this last time about the Leon game, but I'm almost positive now that he's really going to play because he wants to play in that all-star game. He wants to play. In, he is not going to let himself miss the all-star game. I'm sorry. It's Rudy Gobert, <laughs> Mr. Crybaby. He's not going to let himself miss the all-star game. So, yes, there is a – I am slightly hesitant that Rudy Gobert is going to come in here and affect this jazz team however what's the effort going to be is he just playing to check a box so he can play an all-star game maybe maybe uh, either way the trend is enough for me the trend is enough for me houston rockets plus 14 and a half houston rockets money line i mean hey you have you have your your trends or, or your little nuggets that have been working for you don't get away from it now but uh as a houston fan i am just this defense is atrocious i know they got the victory in utah um or was it in houston whatever it was thank you it was in utah whatever it was but um i don't know I, I, two days off here for utah i, I just because i don't want to be the homer pick i'll lean ever so slightly with the jazz here um but you know i won't be betting this game i don't want to go against uh i don't want to go against terrell here because he's been he's hit what three four already we've been at five to one dogs or even or, or better odds at uh this season so um can't get away from your your i guess your uh principles for this nba season on who to back and who not to back anything else for this game Terrell? before we get to the last game of the night no no i'm good all right, let's get to the last game here. We have the Golden State Warriors headed to L.A. to take on the Clippers, where the Golden State Warriors open up as a five-and-a-half-point uh, road favorite here in L.A. That number is up to minus six. Total opened up at 222-and-a-half. That number has come down to around 219-and-a-half. Uh, starting to see some 219s pop up. Um, let's check the injury report for both of these teams for the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, still without Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala is also out, and James uh, James Wiseman um, continues to recover from the knee injury. He did start practicing for the LA Clippers. Uh, Norman Powell is out for this game. Jason Preston, I don't even know who that is for the Clippers, and Luke Kennard. Let's just call those two guys who are in the rotation. Um, Luke Kennard is questionable here tonight with a left ankle sprain. So, no, no Norman Powell. Obviously, no Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So let's start with the side here. Clay Thompson and Steph Curry are a go. Five, let's call it uh, five and no, oh, wait, let me see. Minus six. Minus six for the Golden State Warriors in LA tonight. Terrell, what are you thinking? 
it doesn't feel like this line is I understand I don't know it feels like this line is off and maybe it's because of the injuries on Golden State's part Mm -hmm. but it's starting to feel like Golden State's heating up again I know they just lost to the Knicks and the Jazz before that but it's starting to feel like Golden State is starting to catch their their stride a little bit. They're starting. They're getting their players more minutes. Mm-hmm. Clay is looking healthier. Yep. And once he, I'm saying, once he gets back to that old Clay, it's going to be clipped for the rest of the league, pun intended. <laughs> so I'm not trying to disregard what Ty Lu has done with this Clippers roster. Throughout this season, because the fact that they are where they are is very commendable. Mm-hmm. But this team just got an emotional win against the, the Dallas Mavericks, who somehow over the past couple of seasons has become their biggest rival in the entire NBA. <laughs> Even more than the Los Angeles Lakers, the Dallas Mavericks have become their, their biggest rival in the NBA. So that was a, a huge get up game after you lost to them the game before. And now you're going against the Warriors who one can collect a division win in this game. Pretty sure, right? They're in the same. Yeah, they're in the same division. Yeah, yeah collect, can yeah. collect another division win in this game. Start, you know, trying to somewhat hawk down the Suns. And then don't look now at the Clippers not only have the Warriors now, but the Suns on deck as well. So this is going to be a brutal two-game stretch. They're really going to have to get up for these games. I can see the Warriors coming into crypto, staples, whatever we're calling it now, and giving the Clippers the business tonight. So I'll take Golden State minus the six. Even if the Clippers stay in it for the first half, because we've known this Warriors team to just kind of let teams hang around for the first half, mm-hmm. that third quarter is going to be too much. I th- ultimately, I think the third quarter is going to be too much, especially if Clay and Steph can get going in that quarter. That's going to be absolutely huge for them. So. I'm going to go with the Warriors in this one. Yeah, I think this is just a, a get-right spot, get-up get spot for the Golden State Warriors. You know, um, they got the two-point victory against the Lakers on Saturday night. Um, travel is not a big issue for this team, obviously, being in the state of California. Um, these two teams didn't match up in the first game of the regular season, but we can't take much away from that because, obviously, Paul George was in that game. No uh, – no, Clay in that game, they did have Draymond, so you know we can't take any stats from there. But uh, two important games here for the Golden State Warriors, right? Before we get to the All Star break, they have the Clippers, like we said tonight, and then they have the Denver Nuggets uh, on Wednesday night um, to kind of wrap up the uh, first half of the season. So you know, again, like you mentioned, that that this team is, especially with Clay, starting to look like the previous Clay prior to the injuries. Um, you know, I'm expecting Steph Curry to have a better shooting night here tonight and Clay to do Clay things, obviously with Andrew Wiggins in the fold. Uh, I think just in this game, at least I like the depth better. And and not having a Norman Powell, I think is going to be huge uh, for for the Clippers because he's been pretty solid for them since the trade uh, with the Blazers. Uh, and also Luke Kennard, if he's not able to go, I mean, that's another guy off the bench that can shoot the three ball real, real well for them. So you're kind of relying on Reggie Jackson here for the Clippers. Um, is he going to be able to guard Steph Curry or Clay Thompson? I don't think so. Um, and again, after a loss this, oh, sorry, after a win this season, 
the Golden State Warriors, I believe, I saw a stat earlier. Oh, no, that, that was after loss. Disregard that. But I just think this is a good spot here for the Golden State Warriors to just come out and take care of business. And like you mentioned, coming off that emotional win, quote unquote, against the Dallas Mavericks for the Clippers, um, you know, they might not get up for this game. So, yeah, I'll go Golden State here as well. Um, as far as the total, any opinion on the total here, Terrell? Clippers and Golden State, I'm going to be on under. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm just going to auto bet under there. Yeah. I, I think there's a game where the Clippers, or sorry, the Golden State Warriors defense should kind of play better because they've given up 114 and 115 over the last two games. Um, you know, we've talked about all season that Phoenix and Golden State have not only been one of the best offensive efficient teams, but also defensively, they've been good as well. So look for the uh, Golden State Warriors to play better defense here tonight as well. Um, against the Clippers. All right, so that's the last game of the night, Terrell. Let's dive into our picks for the night. Let's start it off with our locks and dogs. Um, I will go first here. Let's see. Um, For my lock, mm, let's go with... um, I really like that over in the Raptors and Pelicans game. I also like Sacramento, but I feel like that sharp money is coming in on Brooklyn for whatever reason. I also like the over in that game as well. Let's see. All right. I'll go with the over in the Raptors and the Pelicans game here tonight. Give me the over 223. Uh, Defensively, we talked about this Pelicans team. We didn't think it could get any worse, but here we are. Uh, They are looking a lot worse after the trade with the Blazers with CJ McCollum involved, I think the Raptors should put up 120 points here and Pelicans can get theirs as well with CJ McCollum, with Brandon Ingram, uh, with Valanchunas and Devontae Graham in that lineup. So I expect to see points in this game. So give me the over 223 between the Raptors and Pelicans as my lock for my dog here tonight. Um, I will go with, Give me the Detroit Pistons plus the plus the four, excuse me, plus the four, plus 150 on the money line. Uh, Jeremy Grant, Cade Cunningham, Arago in this game. Uh, um, interested to see how uh, Dwayne Casey handles um, Marvin Bagley in this rotation as well, see if he gets minutes. And I'm not sure if Kyle Kuzma is going to be able to, him and Corey Kispert and Thomas Bryant are going to be able to um, get this victory or be enough have enough scoring to beat this Detroit Pistons team here tonight. So I will take the Pistons plus 150 plus four on um as sorry as my dog here tonight. Terrell, what do you got for the people? Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. There's no doubt in my mind what my dog is, but for my lock. Hmm. Do I just go Kings? Do I just fade the Nets and go Kings? 11-game losing streak. I mean, it makes sense to me. Also for the Nets, like, this this is the first game with Seth Curry in the rotation and and Drummond, right? Yep, very first game. Yeah, so there's going to be an adjustment period for them. I want to lock up Warriors, but I'm never really that good in the night slate when it gets to that evening light snare. I always kind of fold right there. I don't know why. 
But it just Warriors plus six, like Warriors laying six. That just seems very conservative. Mm-hmm. Sounds is extremely conservative, especially for the Clippers that just beat the Mavs. And I don't think we want to. Yeah, you, you want to give out the Bucks as a minus fifteen lock either. Even though I think they're going to crush them. I'm not afraid to. <laughs> I'm not afraid to. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably I'll probably have it as a parlay piece that I send out later or something like that. I'm not definitely not afraid of that. Uh, all right, let's go. Because I just I think the Warriors are really, I think the Warriors are really about to pick it up, and this is a, absolutely the way that they would like to go into the All Star break. They're a really well coached team, and I know that Steve Kerr is pounding that into their heads that they want to end these last two games really, really well and go into the all-star break heads high and be able to have that break and come back in and pick things right back up. So go to State Warriors, minus six. That is my lock. For my dog, it's not too hard where I'm going here. I've already told you the trend already in this show, but for the people that missed it or the people that sped through the entire episode just to get to this part so they knew what picks to take, the Utah Jazz over the course of the season are three are six and fourteen ATS when they are given double digits or more. And since I have realized this trend and I have played the trend ever since, three and thirteen, three and twelve, three and twelve. Well, they're about to be three and thirteen after the night, so that's why I said that. <laughs> three and twelve ATS six outright losses, six. So. For my dog, it will be the Houston Rockets plus 14. I will take the plus 660 plus 700 plus whatever you get it because I know it's hot on the money line. Plus 800. Plus 800. Okay, there we go. Plus 800. This team is just one. They I don't truly think they care about this game at all. I'm sure that they're going to go out here. And even if they do go up big, I really don't even sweat. They can go up double. They went up early in the Orlando game, and I really didn't sweat that at all. It wasn't until the end of the game where they pulled away that I was like, dang, that happened. But they they went up big, and they blew that lead. And they blew leads against the Rockets and the Pistons earlier on this season already. I just don't trust this team. It seems like there's a rift there. I don't know what that looks like on the court, but if if they're not all the way locked into this game, the Rockets will catch them sleeping because the Rockets can score. And don't look now, but they just added Dennis Schroeder as well, where we're not even <laughs> not even not even one not even certain he's going to even stay with the team. And if he does, what is that like? That's just more people that are just putting the ball in the basket. Yeah. And obviously, they're not tanking because they didn't trade Eric Gordon. <laughs> they were actually buyers at the deadline. So yep. they're obviously not tanking. So let's go. Let's go, Houston. Definitely on brand. <clears throat> sorry, on brand for Terrell to fade the uh, Utah Jazz. Well, they're a double digit favorite. Can't have it any other way, Terrell. But. Uh, okay, so to recap our picks here, uh, for my lock, I'm going Raptors and Pelicans over 223. For my dog, Pistons plus the 150. And then for Terrell, his lock, Warriors minus the six. And then his dog is going to be the Rockets plus 14 and a half, as well as plus 800 on the money line. Um, for our picks tonight to kick it off post NFL season, Terrell. A um, couple of housekeeping things here as we wrap up the show. We have two days left 
for our NBA jersey giveaway. Um, I know it was Super Bowl over the weekend, so the the reviews or the, the screenshots and the tweets stopped coming at us. So two days left. You have until the end of Wednesday night to not only rate the show and write a review, screenshot it, and tweet it at SGPNNBA. Also tag me and Terrell in it um, on that tweet so we can, you know, retweet you guys and appreciate the love that you guys have been showing us all season long. So we're giving away that free NBA jersey, whichever player of your choosing, but that that drawing is going to close on Wednesday evening. We will announce the winner um, on the NBA Gambling Podcast this coming Friday. So make sure to send in those ratings and reviews. Hopefully it's a five-star uh, say the good stuff that you like you guys have been about Terrell and the show. We truly, truly appreciate it. It really helps us out, um, not only in front of the bosses, but also climbing the rankings because between the crew that we have at SGPN uh, for the NBA Gambling Podcast, we want to be the best gambling podcast out there um, and just take over and, and provide winner, winners for you guys all at free. So our request for you in return is just get those ratings and reviews in for us. And, and we want to give away and appreciate our listeners. So make sure to get into that NBA jersey giveaway. Uh, like I said, ends Wednesday night. Announce, uh, winner will be announced on the Friday podcast this week. Um, that is going to bring us to the end of the show here. Terrell, any final thoughts, buddy, before we get out of here? No, no. Oh, wait, yes. So I've been drawn to this line all day. And it's just a feeling, but I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on Kevon Looney to have a double-double today. The Clippers are not good rebounding the basketball for the most part. In particularly, giving up a lot of offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. And if the Warriors are playing Warriors basketball again, and they're really running the floor again, Kevon Looney has showed the ability to run the floor and can be the recipient of a number of alley-oops or passes underneath the basket and get some really easy baskets. And the Clippers are giving up, for the whole season, they're giving up a lot of points to the center position, but also in particular the last five games as well, last seven games as well. So this just feel, it just feels right. It just feels right and... I know Kevon Looney is kind of hard to predict Yeah. in terms of what he's going to do scoring-wise. He can absolutely go out here and do zero points. Absolutely. So, at the very least, I like his rebounds. But plus 800, I'm, I'm feeling it. So, I would sprinkle. I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on Kevon Looney, maybe in like a round robin or something like that. There you go. A bonus. Bonus player prop from Terrell here for the NBA action on uh, the first day without NFL and on Valentine's Day. So, uh, Terrell, uh, let the people know where they can find you, man. At really real underscore underscore Instagram and Twitter. You all know where I be. Welcome everybody in that has come over from the football side of things. I can't wait to see how the podcast grows with this going on and we still have one more <laughs> one more major event because after the March Madness tournament, we're going to have even more people coming over here. Yeah. And we're probably going to be the only show in town at that point. Well, the NBA, 
MLB gambling podcast is probably going to be starting up, but yes. I'm not worried about those guys and whoever hey, the hey, host hey, is hey. over there hey. and not worried about whoever the host is over there. Don't know <laughs> who it is, but uh, you know, I'm not even, nah, but shout out to Rudolph and Malcolm over there. NBA gambling podcast. Uh, shoot. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. We got a couple of plays that are still in play that are really big Miami heat holding strong to my yep. number one seed at 30. I think it was 36 to one. Who? Yeah, so they're and it, it might not have been 36 to one. I think that it might have been 16 to one. It might have been 16 to one. I think 36 was the Hawks, but 16 to one, pretty good. Still yeah. looking good. Uh, JB Bickerstaff, we got we didn't we haven't checked the tracker in a while. Let me, but they're the three seed, it, they're the three seed in the east right now. The tracker can't be far off. Coach and, of the year, JB Bickerstaff, he's still at plus 320. Uh, Monty is minus 220. Okay. All right. Monty is really going to be a hard bet, especially because Monty is going to be a hard bet. But if the Cavs, if the Cavs finish three or higher, it is so hard for me not to see them giving it to him. Yeah. It is really like this. This has to be Cleveland's year. The all-star game is there. You know, Darius Garland and Jared Allen having great seasons. And the fact that they're doing this without their best player. I mean, come on guys. So I don't care. I think the J.B. Bickerstaff coach of the year is going to cash. I think this is going to be exactly like when everybody thought Dan, not Dan, Quinn Snyder was going to win. So when everybody thought that Quinn Snyder was going to win and actually, who was it? Tibbs came out and won it. It could be the exact same thing, which would suck because Monty really, really does deserve a coach of the year. He really, really does. And ultimately, I'm going to be happy for whichever one, but my money's on Bickerstaff and it's on him at 40 to 1. So let's go. There we go, man. We've been uh, we've been crushing this futures though, Terrell. Um, as the season kind of progresses, so hopefully our listeners haven't have gotten down on that. And this is a good time to say if you got down on JB Bickerstaff at forty to one or twenty to one and twelve to one when we said it, you could get over to Prop Swap and uh, Prop Swap. Yep, get in a little profit for yourself, especially when he's down to plus three twenty. Uh, with that being said, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We will be back throughout the entire week until the All Star break. Um, to crank out these NBA pods as we have been. Uh, me and Zach will be back either recording, yeah, tonight for the Tuesday night games. Uh, we'll also cover some other things that are on is that is on the mind of Zach. But you can find me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. And please, if you haven't already, make sure to follow the SGPN NBA Twitter account. And again, make sure, guys, subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast on your respective feeds. When the, when the pod drops, you'll get that alert if you're subscribed so you don't have to be scrambling around and looking for it. And also download the SGP and app as well. You'll get a notification on there as well. So plenty of options. Don't be tweeting at us saying when's a pod dropping. You guys will know when it drops if you have those respective apps and are subscribed to the gambling, NBA Gambling Podcast. With that being said, good luck with your bets tonight, guys. Uh, let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give it, give it, give me the ball because I'm gonna